Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Comic Pop Visits, brought to you by Comic Pop Library. I'm Richard, along with... Michelle. And today we are visiting with the author Rosalinda Diaz. She has been the author of several books. One of the series that she does is Bee Stings, which is a trilogy. We have one that could be called two different ones, Lost and Found Again, or what I would kind of say the Billionaire's Club trilogy, but because <laughs> every title starts with billionaire, which who wouldn't want to be a billionaire? Let's go with... <laughs> Who does that? I just went blank. Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars and whoever was the other one. Uh, and then the ones that we're going to be visiting a little bit about is the Sweet Teacher novels. Or I like, actually, I like the, the School Bells better. That just kind of fits a little bit better. But Rosalinda, thank you for coming on tonight. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, just kind of get a little bit of background. You, Like I said, there's not a whole lot out there on you. You just became into the writing field in 2018, but before oh. that, how long, that's what I could find out, at least on the Amazon, because that's where we found most of it. I don't know if you have previous books that are somewhere else, but I know it started out, it looks like, with Bee Stings, but did you have anything beforehand, or is that pretty much your first series was Bee Stings? Yeah, the Bee Stings series is my first series, and actually it was previously published by um, a different publisher. Okay. So actually, it was published. Uh, Bee Stings was published in 2014, okay. and the subsequent beekeeping was 2015, if I have my dates right. Um, yeah. So so those two and uh, were first, and then I received my rights back and I republished them okay. in 2018, about a month apart. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. And what I can tell is you like the digital format more than the print form. Is that true? Because I didn't. I only saw one print form of one of your books and. Lordy oh. B, if you can afford it, buy it. <laughs> I wish you could get some of the royalties off the expense as it was, because it was like around, I think it was around 40 or $50. Oh, goodness. Oh, is that one? You know what that one is? That's going to be, was it for beasting? I think it was. So. Yes. You know what? God bless them, because um, it's because of, of, of whoever that person is who thinks they can sell that book for $50. And if you can, I mean, good luck to you. But, um, uh, yeah, it's a it's a third party site, and okay. um, actually, all the books are all except the Billionaires Club, which, by the way, I like that, and I might change <laughs> the series to the Billionaires Club because it sounds go. good. Um, but uh, every all the books except the Billionaires Club are available on paperback. Oh, are they? They are. Okay. Yeah. So um, but to... those people, sorry. What's the site or anything that? Because Amazon just has them as digital. Oh, how funny. It should, they should be on the same, Unless I was just it should come up together. It just, it just, you just saw them as, okay. as, as, as ebooks. Usually it'll, it'll have like a toggle. There'll be something that it says, oh, or it could, okay. you could get it in paperback. Probably yeah, what it was. But, <laughs> yeah. But the people that listed it as a third party, when the book went out of print, they were still quote unquote selling it for, you know, almost $50 and they would never have been able to get it because these people buy them from the publisher and resell them. Right. But it's because of them that uh, I was able to keep all of my reviews during okay. that interim period, sort of kept the book alive. Good. And then okay. I was able to transfer them over. So, you know what? More power to them. <laughs> But I want to get into, again, before we get too much into the school bells, well, a little bit. Let's go ahead and start, and we'll get Michelle's feelings. Let's do Michelle's feelings first. 
Oh, on school bills? It was very yeah. readable. I, 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 I kept the story throughout the book. I mean, it kept my attention. It made sense. I still remember it now. And how long has it been? Since we finished. It's probably been about three, three weeks, weeks now. Three weeks ago. A little behind the scenes, we, our air conditioner went out. And <laughs> Rosalinda's been very kind to us. So. <laughs> but you air have conditioners to, are important. Yes, yes. You have to understand, unlike most people who read, and my sister especially, she reads and rereads and, and stuff. I read and... And toss so oh, i don't okay. i don't they don't stick in my head very long you know it's just a nice <laughs> read and toss but this one i still remember maybe not so good on the details richard's very good on details <laughs> but that's the kind of storyteller you are okay Thank so, you so i appreciated that i was a little lost i'm more of a romance person and this had romance in it but it was more to me a coming of age for yeah. a young adult a coming of age from college to adulthood you might well yeah married life and such so i kind of yeah. enjoyed that aspect of it thank yes. you yeah, yeah you know when i started the series it was going to be a strict um sweet romance series uh -huh. and i got halfway in so any given sub day is the third book well the second full novel uh -huh. there's, a, there's a novella that starts it um and you know what darn it characters just do what they want mm -hmm. <laughs> So originally, like, I mean, for, for author backstory, I, in my head, when I set up the whole series, I mean, I, I wanted to have her single and go to Europe and I, I could not, you know, it was, it was a hard thing for me to kind of, um, when I started the book, cause I was like, how am I going to make this happen? And then the book evolved as it did. I don't want to make any spoilers, but that's why it ends up being the book that it is because my characters decided that that's what they wanted. <laughs> okay. Who, who can controls them right and of course doing a little bit of house cleaning it's not me yeah, <laughs> do a little house cleaning because i was negligent before we jumped into the book the title that we are talking about is any given sub day part of the southern bells and as rosalinda said it's the third book and she also was gracious enough to send us the fourth book that has just hit the market i believe correct rosalinda yep, correct yes it was so. uh it is new for the summer. So we have wedding bells and bows. So we have those, but also a little bit of housekeeping. We did come in with Sheena Easton's Telephone, and this is an 80s song, but all of us that are artists, whether whatever form you are doing, whether it's a writer like Rosalinda, Sheena Easton like her music, to a degree we are kind of a little bit of artists trying to the spoken word. Support them, go out, find her music digitally, if nothing else, and support that artist, as well as, like we said, we're talking to Rosalinda Diaz today, support her as well. But since I forgot all that at the beginning, I apologize, Rosalinda. <laughs> we were eager to talk. Okay. We were eager to talk, evidently. <laughs> I know, we wanted to get to visiting. <laughs> really. One of the things what I call this type of story and I, and I want to get your feelings on the other stories too, but for this <laughs> series, not just this book, Any Given Subday, is okay. my son and I, Logan, watch a lot of anime, and he's not here. Michelle's kind of stepped in for him tonight, but we watch slice of life anime. And this is what this felt like to me was a slice of life. And because it, it's just following day to day and it's not it's not boring. You're just following in the experiences. And mm -hmm. there's you would think that that would be a boring aspect. But as Michelle said, you wrote it in such a way that it was interesting and kept you going along. And that's what I enjoyed about it. And like in the slice of life, it was a nice break from honestly, I usually read the action type stuff. So it was kind of a slower pace that I enjoyed to go back to. Oh, thank you. And I, I like the slice of life uh, description. <laughs> I think it's apt and I have I haven't heard that yet. So okay. I enjoy it. You kind of already alluded to this. 
and a little bit of your background. You're born in California. And you said yes. you were between Hyperion Books and Snow White's Cottage. Is that yes. in Disneyland itself, or is that a different place entirely, Snow White's Cottage? I'm not sure. It's a different place entirely. Okay. Actually, uh, the street I grew up on is where the original Walt Disney Studios were built in oh, Los nice. Angeles in the 20s. Okay. So it's off of Hyperion and Griffith Park Boulevard. And um, it's a, currently a grocery store, which what <laughs> is the was the original Disney Studios. And then up the street, uh, next to the apartment building I grew up in, are these little tiny adorable cottages. And there are think there are six of them because that would you know it's symmetrical that way it's not a big plot of land and those were the inspiration for snow white's cottages and then further up the street there's um they're all in the same sort of thatched not thatched roof but um uh, what's that style like the um the shakespearean sort of yeah sort of like that um mm -hmm. Um, up the street you have cinderella's house and then a kitty corner to that there's what we call like the castle or the evil queen's house it doesn't look exactly like a castle but they're all in the same style they must have been built by the same architect and uh yeah so it's um that's why that's where i grew up sounds like an interesting neighborhood to visit yeah evidently sleepy was again sleeping so he missed out on his house so maybe that's That's it it. (laughs) but you also mentioned that you went on walkabout basically taking an australian term Uh, you actually did do what you termed gypsying around uh, europe south africa Mm -hmm. i believe egypt okay and i can't remember the third country off the top of my head australia is it australia okay apparently she would know yeah that's true (laughs) so so that in itself, going to the Europe aspect of your gypsying days, mm-hmm. it definitely you felt that flair within the book as well. It felt like Thank you me. had seen yeah. a lot of these places. If not, you were very close to them. And I don't know if that's a fact. I don't know if you visited each place that you put within your book. Did you or did you some yes. of it? Okay. Yes, yes. I have been there. Uh, Paris is my favorite city on earth. I've been there three times. I studied, I went to Pepperdine and I studied abroad my sophomore year. And they have several different uh, study abroad programs where you live and go to school in that place in your residence. And I was in the London house, the London program. And you, we were able to have three. And if your schedule, if you were lucky enough, you could have four day weekends, uh, which I did my second semester. And that was built in so that you could travel. So I was able to go to a whole bunch of different places. So Paris was one of the first cities that we went to. And then I was able to go back and uh, visit a, a few more times. So yes, it's, it's all from personal experience, uh, all the places we visit in the book. Because I thought it was really interesting following this late young woman who wanted to be a teacher so bad and she had her eyes focused on this school that she wanted to teach at and, mm-hmm. and you know her plans get tossed out the window you might say only to land in something that was just way better yeah yeah he, he's giving me the shh <laughs> sound oh, so no I'm ahead of him oh, but I'm ready no. to talk about the book no spoilers no spoilers no spoilers he wants to do background <laughs> Well, she's always getting on to us about spoilers. So, <laughs> how do you talk about the book? Well, it, it is on the cover, so it's not okay. We're good. We're good. <laughs> but it is an aspect, like Michelle said, and the I guess the. Okay, this is one. Is it the sweet teacher novels, or is it school bells, or is it both? How do you refer so to it? So I, I call the series the school bells. Okay. 
and then it's sweet teacher romance is just sort of a tagline up there to to to, to Des- get those keywords it. for Amazon in the description. Yeah. Okay. With the school bells, it takes place with teachers, and this one, of course, yeah. in the title itself, talks about uh, Andy. Accepted. Andy's the main mm-hmm. character, and yeah. she is a substitute teacher, which oh, just. You know, magical land of books and TV and movies where everything, she's working on a sub gig, but yet she's wanting to do something a little bit different. And then Mm -hmm. lo and behold, it's still a sub gig, but she gets basically kind of a free trip to Paris. Mm -hmm. But of course, it's not entirely for free because you have the, and I assume these were junior, juniors in high school, roughly. Yep. Junior, the the worst, I would say the worst year in high school, but the most serious year. You know, they get really serious junior year because they're putting all their effort in to to get their grades and everything in for for college because you're going to be applying in in the fall, I think, if I remember correctly. So if you're um, smart, you are. Like the big, important year. Yeah, yeah. If you're smart, you're you're getting together. Uh, I kept waiting for the kids to get in trouble. (laughs) <laughs> I can't wait. It was anticipation. Okay, is this the time? Is this the time? What's going to happen, you know? Wouldn't that be your worst nightmare as a sub with, oh, with yeah. teachers over, with kids over there? Oh, my. Absolutely. It, it, I think that would be the biggest. Like, I think, I feel like the biggest nightmare would be losing one. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> I don't know where this kid went. I'm sorry. We, we lost Johnny. Uh-huh. And of course, we did have one little hiccup that isn't the something that a parent would want to find out about, but any parent or any kid that goes through the high school knows it happens. But mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a funny scene, and it's one that's is understandable once you explain it through the book. You know, so I will say that that actually happened. No, that to you that, I, that see, happened to, to me. <laughs> I remember what you're talking about. Whoa. <laughs> that happened as, as a, so as a student, yes, that happened to me. I was, my French is lacking currently, but I spoke much better French then. And uh-huh. I thought I was very smart and I ordered uh, what the student orders and uh, that's what ensued. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's say. Uh, senior trip was out to California for my senior class because we were still doing senior trips then. Mm-hmm. We spent a week out there, and there was a few stops along the way that involved a, a person's ID. We'll just leave uh-huh. it at that. Uh-huh. <laughs> for, and if you're students, you probably shouldn't have that. So <laughs> Your ID uh, should be confiscated. <laughs> but that's one of the things uh, with the school bells and going to Paris, you can kind of see all that, but... This felt like, and this is a part of who you are, and it's a little bit a part of who we are too, that you were writing at a different time because in this day and age, oh my goodness, I mean, we had a daughter that went over to just or England and Ireland, and on their way back, there was a little bit of a threat. So to me, this felt like something that would happen back in my day and age or your day and age. I don't know. Sure. If a substitute in today's day and age would be as comfortable as some of the things that happened in the book. Right. It was like. Absolutely. You know, yeah. Well, have fun. You know, it was like. Yeah. This is my child. That's true. That's true. Well, and you know, and honestly, it was it was a pause for me. And I thought, you know what, though? She's she's an accredited teacher. Mm-hmm. She's a credentialed teacher. She just never received that 
full-time position and that's why i have them do the meeting with the parents and things and you know to make it a little bit more believable i you know and for, for my books i like them you know they, they need to be fun and and but they need to be believable at least in some part of reality i don't like it when i read a book and i'm like that would never happen <laughs> what what do we call that we call that movie magic Right, we call exactly. that movie magic. Really, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But exactly. but she, she had enough. Uh, she had a lot of little problems to take care of along the way. Yeah. You know, getting the kids going and energized and such. But um, I, I I like the romance story too, where you know her her boyfriend was just so far away, and that happens yeah. more nowadays than you'd think. I you mean, know, especially right now. Some, yeah, in school, college, and. Graduate everything school. i mean yeah. if if you know if you have a family member who's compromised you know a compromised immune system or or anything where where you're heightened or or you know whatever like all of a sudden we went into this quarantine and you know people were not able to see each other i mean i heard about someone getting arrested because he tried to go visit his girlfriend i think they lived in the same city or something oh wow so it's just it was published at a time where I thought I think a lot of people could uh, relate to mm-hmm. being separated from someone that you love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, moving forward to me, mm-hmm. and I think I asked this of one of the other other authors we visited with how he saw himself moving forward, or it might have been in a panel of authors that somebody else asked. I can't remember, but it's one of those. After all of this has happened, is there going to be a slew of pandemic type novels now, where it used to be zombies yeah. and dystopian? Now, after all this, you know, what romance. is the, romance, but is there going to be a pandemic type slant to it or so it's kind of the nature of just going with the times. How, are you thinking of possibly doing that? Or you just want to keep within what you're kind of enjoying and move forward? Because I know it's hard not to incorporate it, but it's also one of those where you want a little bit of escapism too sometimes. Exactly. So. Well, and it feels strange. And what's funny is I started writing a quarantine pandemic okay. book. Um, I can't remember when, at some point in this last, you know, several months that I'm still working on. And I'm, I don't know what I want to do with it. I was thinking of making it a, a novella at the beginning or somewhere in the middle of the billionaires club. I don't know. It's, that's something I've been thinking of. Yeah. And I, maybe that one's just more working through just thoughts and feelings around being quarantined just for myself. And we'll see. Right. I know there's a, there's another series that I've had on my mind and, um, I think that it, instead of placing it now where things are so very uncertain. And so I feel like if you want to talk about reality right now, I think mm-hmm. it's going to look very different. And I think we'll get different answers and we'll know more things in a year, two years, five years, 10 years. So if you write from right, you know, perspective of our current situation, I don't know that the book is going to last, but for this next project, I'm thinking of pushing it like, uh, you know, 20, 40 years in the future and just taking maybe and sort of doing not maybe a dystopian, but um, touch doing, you know, touch touchstone of the pandemic of how things are a little bit different, like why the future is a little bit different. Where that's something that we could comprehend now, but it wouldn't be based on the pandemic. And hopefully normalcy will kind of come back and it won't be too too shifted. But yeah, there's going to be some type of shift, I'm sure. Yeah. But but going back to... Hopefully just a lot of hand washing and a (laughs) lot less colds and flus. Like, that's what I'm hoping for. (laughs) True. Everyone keep your germs at home. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with uh, any given subday, some of the other things I enjoyed, and you did this with one character in particular. Uh, Well, 
Yeah, a little. You did another character too, but not as much. But this one uh, that I really enjoyed was a sub character within the, I guess she was the academy setting. Mm-hmm. And that was the chef, you know. I liked her. That was a very enjoyable piece. Uh, that you could tell the love that was there within the kitchen, mm-hmm. and I liked how you were able to bring people together. And how did that scene come about? Again, I assume probably from something maybe you experienced, or if you just were like, "This needs to happen." <laughs> <laughs> it might have been a "This needs to happen" sort of moment. <laughs> Um, you know, uh, for Andy, I think she feels um, misunderstood by a lot of her family, except for her grandmother. And her grandmother, the grandmother character was really fun to write. And she gives her some fun advice at the beginning. And then that advice and that relationship, that type of relationship is supported by the cook at the academy. So it's a very similar parallel. And they both sort of sort of tell it like it is and stop being stop being so morose and like just get yourself together and you want to talk to him, go talk to him or you know, don't be so hard on yourself. And that, that's sort of practical advice that that really resonates from someone that you admire. Everyone, so that's where everyone needs such a grandmother. And I, and I like the, the chef because, you know, in the book until then, you know, she interacted with the other teachers or the other mentors at some mm-hmm. point. But the chef is what really made it personal. You know, even if the kids yes. went on their little trips, you know, here yeah. and there, the mm-hmm. chef really made it, you know, this is Paris. The, these are the people. Yeah. This is the person of Paris. It's not just an idea. Exactly. It's not just buildings. It's people mm-hmm. and your connections with the people that really make it a memorable experience. And that That's really what drives your experience in any city. Mm-hmm. And, and what's funny is when I was writing it, that's when I realized it at that moment. I was like, oh, obviously, this is how she gets her real connection. This is through the people. <laughs> <laughs> The book doesn't just center around Andy's romance. There are a couple of other romances kind of woven in. One of them is between two of the students. Mm-hmm. Kind of the, uh, I don't know about budding romance, but it's the... Adolescent. Adolescent, young love, yes. Yep. So you have that aspect. And then the other one, and then I'll let you kind of comment on how you brought those scenes about. But just for a little bit, and this is one of the other characters, I kind of said, okay, this is a nice character. Whether he's nice or not, you don't know because you don't spend that much time, but you hopefully he's a nice character. But you go to the either the shore. I can't remember if it was the island or close oh. to Oh, and the, a, the, uh, the guide? Matrix, yes. The waiter or whatever you want to call him. That's <clears> not who I thought them. you were going to say. I, I'm <laughs> oh, with you. Sorry. I'm with you on that did one. Did I miss another one? I apologize. Yes, but you did. There was, but I, that was one where you kind of can see that developing a lot of times between young people, teenagers going over there to a foreign country. They get infatuated with one person, but then right away they're gone. But yet there's still that infatuation to a degree. And it sticks with them for a lifetime almost, if not. A great memory. So, right. So comments on that. Was that some of your experiences too? (laughs) Let's dig into your life, Rosalinda. (laughs) I was going to say, you guys see, I saw a look that passed through you guys when you were talking. So I don't know. No, you know what? That one, uh, it was uh, Mont Saint-Michel, which is, um, it's sometimes an island when the tide comes in. Uh, Yeah, and um, 
that was just a fun fun layer to add and I liked that character and I, w- and I was just looking for a way to make it even richer mm-hmm. and more memorable and you're right these things do happen when you're overseas and uh, you meet someone who's on your vacation and you know it's happiness and then poof you go home and they go home and and you know you never know I mean they're young and there's social media and who knows if they're going to keep in touch or not maybe we'll see yes and I did remember the other one but I'm going to let Michelle go into it if she wants (laughs) okay so it's kind of another one that's kind of similar to that because you don't know what's going to happen we're not finished talking about this one because their question (laughs) to him was if I'm right uh you live on this tourist island or or this tourist attraction or or this castle type thing is this how it is and and you know they got the fact that now nah, this is this is here not home i'm i'm just a teenager and <laughs> once yeah. again it's it's that connection between teens now you know yeah and so exactly. it's really really great and you, and you know what it's also encouraging people to speak to locals when they travel to mm-hmm. get to know people everyone i mean everyone's not the same but everyone has similar wants and desires and pursuits you know especially when you're of a certain age and you're a teenager you know like he was saying like no no like yeah i have some friends that live here and they never want to stay here they want to come to town with me they want to <laughs> hang out over there and you know there's nothing to do here it's so boring which you know oh when wow you think about teenagers yeah wasn't that everywhere <laughs> everywhere you have right. this big attraction just down the road you know like and uh-huh. who goes there? No one. <laughs> no one. Why would we go there? Oh. Disney World, Disneyland. <laughs> nah, that's true. <laughs> Although I, I love Disneyland. <laughs> so. Well, if the prices weren't so high and we lived closer, maybe more often. But nee. that's true. It's true. So, and as I did say, and if Michelle wants to go into it or I can, whichever. But there was that another romance that was not layered underneath it. It's actually there within the story that's weaved in. Yeah. And do you want to go into it a little oh, bit more? Oh, my goodness. The other two, uh, if I'm correct, see? the other two uh, mentors or teachers <laughs> or leaders got into one of those. And, and I'm not sure. That was just more of a uh, left her alone with the kids all the time. Gave her something <laughs> else to battle or to conquer, you know. Yeah. It, it allowed Andy to have what to stand up for herself in certain mm-hmm. moments to have her metal tested you know, because she's the one in charge when things go wrong. And um, it's not all fun and games. You have to be in, all, You have to be Exactly. In. You've got to start doing the adult stuff and <laughs> and uh, really being the person that the kids can turn to. So it allowed her to have a deeper connection with a lot of the students, not mm-hmm. just her students. And you know what, and I... And I knew this was going to be a tough sell as a strict romance. Like mm-hmm. I said, my characters did doing whatever they want. Um, <laughs> and even if you try to force them, like, you know, it's bad and you have to go back and go and, you know, do what they want you to do. So that's why also this, the other romances that are peppered throughout the book mm-hmm. Okay. to build that sort of, you know, to, um, for people looking for more, more romance, that at least it's there. In some variety form, in more in a more traditional sense than the main characters have. And that was Gimma and Charles. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, that's the details. I don't remember the details. I'm looking at notes. You know what? Sometimes <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> Do you have notes in front of you? I don't. I have the book in front of me. Oh! I flipped it open. I was like, what is his name? <laughs> I, I will confess I do rename characters like in the middle of writing. Oh, that my 
my editor will come. I've, I've started actually writing every character's name down as I go uh-huh. and then adding them to sort of just the front page of the document because then I will send it to my editor. And because I haven't done it in the past, I'll send it to my editor and she'll write back and she'll be like, all right, is it Paul or is it Bob? He's got two different <laughs> names. And I'll be like, um, Paul. <laughs> she goes, okay. So yeah, so I, yeah, unless it's the main character, it's, it's highly likely that I have renamed somebody in the middle of the book multiple times. We're going to shift gears just oh. a little. Do you want to do something else? Go for it. Okay, but before we shift off the topic yeah, of the ahead. book, is that what you're getting ready to do? Yeah, to a different book. Okay, so before he shifts us out of this book without having a, an overall viewpoint, okay, uh, mm-hmm. I just want to say that I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the message of don't rush things, you know, and, and that's what everyone wants to do right out of college, right? They want to rush, 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 you know. Absolutely. Sit back, enjoy, do what you're doing, do, do what you're doing, and then life will happen. And it'll come through for you, especially if you're not stressing about it so much, right? Exactly. I think it was John Lennon who said Uh life happens when you're busy making other plans. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. Thank you for that. That is, that's um, the big overall message of the book. See, honey, you were going to skip that. (laughs) (laughs) Is let your life unfold, you know, don't be, don't be so... And believe me, I, I feel like most of the time I'm talking to myself in most of the books that I write. So <laughs> don't be so so uh, single focused that you miss other opportunities or mm-hmm. other ways to yeah. find your happiness. Mm-hmm. And the ending of the book. Well, I don't know if this is the ending because you kept going, but, but the the <laughs> climax of the book that the, that yeah. was beautiful. Just yeah, so 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 cute. So really <laughs> like you. that. Because you kind of you kind of wondered, is it going to go this way and she's going to drop him, or is it going right. to go the other way? Right. You know. So. It's- mm-hmm. I feel like people are really nervous about these these last two ones about them being happy happy books. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd be like, you know, I as uh, as an author, I always try to give a satisfying ending. Uh huh. Except for maybe bee stings, I don't think people were really too happy with that one. But that's the ending that needed to happen in bee mm-hmm. stings, and I stand by that one. Um, but usually, it's it's what needs to happen for the character to have a good a good happy moment for them. So I do try my best. So you're saying the first two books of School Bells were a little bit sadder endings? Because we didn't. No, not okay. no, not the school. The School Bells. Okay. Um, She's talking about bee stings. Those were very happy. Okay. Bee stings. <laughs> the like... other one. Now, now we want to read Bee Stings so we can find out what happened. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do want to come. Well, I mean, it is, the, the title is Bee Stings, yeah. you know, so. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll kind of come back to those two series here in a moment. Cause, but okay. I wanted to continue on because the epilogue of Any Given Subday is lead in into your wedding bells and bows, which yeah. is your fourth book. And it centers mm-hmm. around Jade. Yes. And since we're talking about the four ladies, you have Lexi, Delilah, Jade, and Andy, and what their life is going through on during their particular book. And I, mm-hmm. Wedding Bells and Bows is basically Jade's book, mm-hmm. and pretty much the title. You know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've only, and just to be honest, I've like we said earlier, Rosalinda was kind enough to let us have this. I only made it a little way through. Michelle's been busy with work. This is another one that's a, it's more of a, a feel good, the the slice of life type. I've already gone through that a little bit. Don't want to yep. get too much into that yet, but we did say earlier and reiterate that it just came out just recently within the last week or so, but I'll let you get more into that, Rosalinda, and also sure. what you want to divulge about that because I don't want to give 
I don't want to go into it that much. Just what you want to say and that it's ready to pick up. Absolutely. Oh, okay. So for the whole School Bill series, what I wanted to do was follow four best friends on their journey into their first year of teaching and sort of their first foray into adulthood and romance and all the things that comes with it. And, and coupled with that, because, you know, teaching is about being in the classroom and sometimes that's not quite as fun. I wanted to build them around natural holidays. So, so Summer Wishes is their summer before they go into real life. So it's that, that week-long break that they get and they just have a nice vacation and we see where each of them is headed. And then so the first book is Fall Fields. And it's about fall and harvest festivals and Delilah's journey um, as a middle school teacher. And then you have Cole for Christmas, Lexi's story, and that's winter break, um, where she encounters a snowmageddon on her way to uh, her family's Christmas celebration in Aspen. And it becomes a, uh, a quite a journey for her to make it up there. Uh, and then uh, any given Sunday which is sort of like it would be the spring break novel right. it's right in springtime and then of course wedding bells and bows which is the next summer so everyone has finished their first year of teaching and now uh so the book starts with uh jade finishing up the school year and all that sort of madness that, that entails and trying to finalize the plans for her wedding in two weeks okay so okay. it's starting her summer break not much of a she's break finished, not much of a break um you know she's She's trying to, to, to get her wedding together and also try, still trying to find her voice while staying true to herself. She has some family drama that pops up. She's feeling disconnected from her fiancé because for the first time in their six-year relationship, they, well, not for the first time, for this last year of their six-year relationship, they live in the same city. What? Again. In the same city? Yeah, I know. <laughs> what? This is crazy. Um, but they don't spend as much time together. They're not making as much of an effort because they can see each other all the time. So things have sort of fallen, fallen away for her, and she's really feeling like, is this what married life is going to be like? Like, now that we're together all the time, like, are we going to do stuff together? Are you going to take me for granted? Like, am I going to spend, make time for him? Is he going to make time for me? Is it just going to be all work? And so these are things, questions that she's asking herself. You and know, you're again, hmm? you know, you're talking to a couple who are going to be celebrating 30 years next month. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll, you'll have to finish the book and tell me if I got it right. <laughs> Um, but so again, like, like with any given sub day, I knew it wasn't going to be a traditional sweet romance. There wasn't going to be the, the meet cute and the tension of why they shouldn't get together. And then eventually they get together. We know they're together. It's about a wedding. Again, it's this, it's a sweet romance book. So I don't want to have them not get married at the end, you know, like, but <laughs> at the same time, like, where's the tension going to be? So what we do is we, we go through Jade's memories of, how this relationship started so you, oh, wow. you get that you get that meeting and all those same moments that you would have in a traditionally told book but this is told in sort of a backwards glance as the story moves forward and it's one of those that and again if i'm wrong you can correct me anytime but mm -hmm. i think this is the first time you did do that you did have that go yes. back into the past and it it wasn't necessarily alternating chapters like that so yep. it was kind of within the chapters to a degree some chapters was mainly the past but you always tied right. it into the present usually at the beginning or end of the chapters most of the time and yeah, it was uh time. the memories just the memory aspect of it and where she was mm -hmm. at and what she was remembering so so I, that was a different feel than what was there for the any given sub day because that was just one day after the next 
Right, exactly. So, so that was kind of a nice feel to see the different take that you had between the two novels. So that was kind of interesting to see. And then, Thank you. It's challenging for me. I don't think I've ever done that before, that consistently. I mean, you can have a character that has a memory, but this was weaving it into the book and making it make sense. And again, placing them in the chapters, but not having alternating chapters. Again, that is Wedding Bells and Bows. That just came out, I think, last week. A couple weeks ago. A couple in weeks ago. June. Okay. Yep. So we're going to leave off now and say that, you know, if you're excited about Rosalinda's books, definitely pick these up. Her Wedding Bells and Bows just came out. You can pick up all of her other novels as well at your favorite vendor of choice. So please visit them. Check her out. You'll enjoy her books. And we're going to be leaving out on Gloria Estefan's Get On Your Feet, another classic 80s song. So go out there to your digital vendors of choice for your music. Look up Gloria Estefan or even Miami Sound Machine and give them some support. They'd love to have that. We're having fun here tonight. Hopefully everybody out there has been having fun listening. We'll catch everybody on the flip side. Bye now. Bye-bye. See you soon. Thank you for listening to Comic Pop Library. We welcome your comments and suggestions by emailing us at admin at comicpoplibrary.com. All emails submitted become the property of Comic Pop Library and are subject for use in our show. We would also appreciate it if you would spread the word about Comic Pop Library by posting about us on Twitter, Facebook, or just tell someone about us. This podcast is not endorsed by any publisher, distributor, or studio, and it is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The views and comments of the show hosts are their own, and are not reflective in any business, entity, or organization associated with ComicPopLibrary.com.